Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor and voice actor Reddick Edwards IV. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Donovan. Thank you for having me. Well, welcome to the show. You are an actor, a voice actor. We have your voice on Met Radio 1280 AM. You still, you have the voice to me, and you still <laughs> got the voice to me. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. All right. So what do you want to say to Canada? Where are you from? You know what? I am from Houston, Texas. I've lived in Manhattan, New York. I've lived in Laguna, L.A., but uh, Houston is home. Okay. All right. Do you have a message for Canada listening yes. this morning? Oh, my God. Thank you, Canada, for having me. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity. And I have to be completely honest. I have yet to visit, but I am making my plans to make that visit by the end of this year okay okay and then you're gonna come see me right hey I, it's your <laughs> town man you know where all the good spots are to eat so i'm gonna definitely need to uh get some good information before i get out there and would love to all right so let's hear how did you become an actor like what it inspired you to be an actor you know what um that's a great question i was dealing with a lot of things uh, years ago, uh, divorce being part of it. And I just really was in a very, a very different place. And I just happened to be listening to the radio and there was a motivational speaker that was making a, a guest appearance on a talk show. And he mentioned that sometimes you need to just write down, write down the things that you've always wanted to do. And instead of making a bucket list, start living in today, start, stop thinking about doing things just start doing them. and I made this list and even though I made the list I had written it down in a notebook I closed the notebook I got busy doing other things and literally a year later I found that page again and I decided you know what I'm gonna start crossing some of these things off my list and one of those things were to, was to take an acting class and so I found an acting class and it was the best experience. The, the the acting instructors, all three of them had the same type of response at the end of the class. They all asked me the same thing. What have you done? And I was like, I haven't, I've never acted before. They're like, really? And he's like, the things that you do naturally are some of the hardest things to teach. Your ability to pause and let the, let the scene happen. Body language, facial expression, tone. Uh, they were really impressed, and that was encouragement in, in itself for me to keep the path, and I just kept going with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But voice acting is different from actually being in front of the camera. How did you discover your love for voice acting? You know, to be honest, I had an appreciation, appreciation for voice actors since I was a kid, and I'll never forget one one evening after school, I was watching cartoons like I always did. My dad came in a room and he just walked up to the TV and he turned the volume down. And he turned and he looked at me and I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the TV. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> what? I can't hear. He's like, exactly. If it wasn't for the people who you don't see providing the voices for those characters, this is all you would have. You know, it's just mm -hmm. one of those just one-off situations where he was just, you know, open my eyes to the fact that yeah, you 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 see the, the the cartoon characters, you know, moving and the action, but what really brings it home is the the voice, the tone, the excitement, the the all those different layers of emotion that they have to provide 
without even being able to see their face. It's a, it's a lot harder than regular acting to me because you have to literally paint a picture in someone's imagination by the way you say, which you, by whatever your script is. Mm. You like voice acting better than being in front of the camera? You know what? I appreciate both. Uh, I, I enjoy being in front of the camera. I plan on eventually being behind the camera. I've started writing some things of my own. And the voice, the voice over that journey was so much harder because you're it's one thing to audition amongst so many other people. And, you know, depending on the scene partner, if you have the right look, uh, the right size, the right, you know, if you if you fit the look, it's, it's half the battle. But you also have to be able to, to, to deliver your lines the way they need to be delivered with voiceover. It is strictly, you know, you're you, you have to really work harder at it because. There's so many great voiceover artists out there. And although I've heard people tell me for many years, oh, you have a great voice. Oh, you should be a radio. Oh, you should be. Well, that sounds great. But I had to humble myself and actually uh, get a voiceover coach. And I'm thankful I found one who's very well respected. And he saw something in me. We met on Clubhouse. And um, he really had to get me to become uncomfortable and go into different different areas of voiceover i was so used to just wanting to do it a certain way he's like no that's not how this works you're gonna have scripts that require you to do it in so many different ways that you have to be able to do all three it's an abc read it's going to be either an advertisement it's going to be animation if it's going to be um conversational if it's going to be um documentary there are so many different layers to it and the tones mm -hmm. that go with those layers have to be spot on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do I get vulnerable with my voice being a vo voice actor? How do I get vulnerable? What if I'm scared as a voice actor to be vulnerable with my audience? Well, you know what? There can be a natural fear of going into uncharted territory. And that's no different than anything else. It's like putting on your best face and hoping that your first date goes well and that, you know, yeah. Okay. Well, you have to get uncomfortable in this life to get to different, what's the saying? To get to different destinations, you may have to take a different course. And if you've been doing it one way all your life, then you've kind of blocked yourself into just that way. Uh, if you're going to get vulnerable and allow yourself to be completely honest with the fact that, okay, I'm not, I, I might feel strong in doing it this way, but they're the areas that you may not feel so comfortable like in acting i really didn't gravitate towards the dramatic characters but there are roles several roles that require you to have the dramatic shots you have to be able to convey that scene and it's going to require that you um, go into drama personality so with voiceover there are things that you naturally like to do there's a certain way you like to speak but then there are other tones that may be necessary for that for you to be able to convey the tone and the feeling necessary for that character. And that's all the audience has. Literally, mm -hmm. it's your voice, your tone. And um it's it's definitely it's it's definitely it definitely can be challenging in some aspects, but once you really embrace voiceover as a whole, you you start to look for those challenges. You try to you try to knock out the ones that before you started or when you first started, you would have shied away from. So I looked I, I actually enjoy those challenges. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there are a lot of challenges being a voice actor. Do you find the voice actors are, do you find the profession is dying in voice acting? Because we're not hearing a bunch of them anymore. We're hearing them still, yes. But do you find that with AI coming in, that voice acting will die? You know what? AI is definitely um, going to gain momentum over the, as the years go by. Uh, it's definitely a convenience for a very, uh, let's say, smaller budget production that can't necessarily necessarily afford an actual human. They can actually go to a, a program and pull up a, a, a voice and whichever one matches the scene or what they're trying to do. But as far as it being dead, I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime. I think that there are still productions that want to use actual humans uh, to to do what they're needing. Uh, they still have a respect for the profession. It's still very much an art. And I think it will become challenging more and more over the years. But as far as in my lifetime, I pray that it doesn't get overwhelmed, but I don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. Could we ever use uh, AI Reddick Edwards the fourth? Actually, I lent my voice to an AI project where that oh. they, they did the visual, but they used my voice. My, they could have gone. They have used AI voices, but in this particular project, they wanted they wanted me to. They wanted my voice, and it was a it was it was a fun short project. All right, so you are comfortable with signing your voice and your uh, your rights over to an AI bot, right? Not necessarily. Not signing over my 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 voice. It, you know, I can't help what people do with their own programming. I think if you really look at technology, you can probably at this point uh, use a program to mimic anyone's voice because right now they're having an issue with that with people getting distress calls from family members because they were able to use their voice from either social media or um, within a, a web search. And the program is able to mimic your voice and make it seem like you are in distress and you need someone to help you. Uh, it's it's sad, but no, I haven't signed over my voice. Okay, but they did use it for AI for a project. AI did use it. what was that project called again? Uh, this one was actually for a mock. Uh, this was for a Superman trailer. Okay. And I actually know the director, so it wasn't like um, it was an AI company. He just likes to make these visual stories, and um, I hadn't. There, there was no signing of my voice over to um, to any program. All right. Well, they played around with it. They were trying to indirectly massage you into it, right? <laughs> no, it was it was literally my voice. There was no mimicking or 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 tweaking of my voice. It was literally as I recorded it. It was applied to the video that was all all right, all right. can we do the superman lover <laughs> superman <laughs> i remember that song chico de barge huh yes 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 chico de barge but then he resampled that from somewhere else who was the original singer oh, that sampled that oh my god you put me on the spot and i love to i love to go back and forth about original artists because yes it is a cover that that part is a cover um i can't think of it and the funny thing is uh mid, in the mid late 90s i got to meet 
uh, L and Chico here in Houston. Oh, um, cool. cool people. Um, but no, I can't think of who it is. I would ha- I would have to cheat and go online and pull that information up. But you're right. <laughs> now, your biggest motivation. Do you want to tell us what your biggest motivation is within the industry? Like goals you have for 2024 in acting or voice acting? You know what? I will. It, it's funny that you ask that question because... You know, this journey was one that had so many unforeseen twists, turns, strikes, uh, levels of difficulty as far as how the industry was, you know, the strike definitely threw a monkey wrench into things. And I was slated to be in a project that got scrapped because of the strike. Um, But 2024 has already given me indications uh, that it's going to be a very promising year. I've already had a few notable productions to reach out to me about upcoming projects. Um, literally just signed an NDA this morning for a project that I'm super excited about. Can't go into detail about it, but um, it's one of about four now that I have received. And thankfully, they're not stacked on top of each other, but they're New York, Atlanta, L.A., and here in Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that require for you to play a weatherman? You know what? <laughs> you, you, you did your research. Yeah, you know, that's funny. <laughs> if I hadn't become an actor, what would I become probably is a weatherman. Because when I was little, that was like the main part of the news that my grandparents, you know, every, every kid remembers staying with their grandparents at some point over the summer. And... They that was the highlight of the of the news report. They wanted to know if what the weather was going to be. And my grandfather was always like, he don't he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, uh, country people can go outside and smell the air and say, oh, yeah, it's going to rain. It's just funny how that works. But I've always thought it was cool as a kid. You're like, wow, they know what's what the weather's going to be tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And sometimes they got it right. And now they they get it right more often because of technology. But still. Uh, yeah, I think being a weatherman, I still I still think that would be something I would I would have done if I hadn't taken this journey. Listeners, that is something he's passionate about. And let's hope he can get projects or voiceovers where he can play a weatherman or maybe do like he can do one for us right now. You can do a sample of saying in Toronto right now it is minus eight. Can you say that right now for our Met radio listeners in Toronto? Is it really minus eight? Well, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. The other day it was freezing, brother. For a couple of weeks ago, it was freezing. But today it's probably like minus two outside. How about that? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Let's see. How would I do that? Yeah. All right. For everybody within the Toronto viewing area, today's weather is going to find us at a negative eight with a chance of that warming up over the evening as we go into the rest of the week. We will have a low-pressure system to move about the area. Be sure to keep your eyes glued to the TV and catch up with your update by the hour. Uh, Right, on CTV News. (laughs) On CTV News. (laughs) 
I hope I did justice. That was just really off. That was off the hip. I'm sure I could. You did amazing, though. You did really amazing, and you do have the voiceover. And I hope you do get a weather cameo for a TV show or even a movie. Where what do you call maybe the introduction of we have a low pressure system coming in, and somebody's you know you know turning on the radio. Well, these days it's not even the radio. They can just turn on anything digitally, and they're driving on their way to work so we know hollywood or we know people that are coming up with scripts can come up with something like that right oh yeah you know all you have to do is ask siri uh what's the weather going to be yeah you're right definitely (laughs) that would be that would be be fun all right all right all right so what's your encouragement to other voice actors what do you want to tell them about their voice about you know about being vulnerable again as we talked about and just about knowing the lines and being by themselves in a room where they have to be vulnerable with that character and nobody's watching you know um acting is the way the way i i look at it is you're simply becoming what's needed for the scene no different when it comes to your voice your voice is unique it's yours you have to really embrace your gift uh four people can walk in a room and all sound different now we may sound similar to somebody else but your voice is unique and i would tell any voiceover actor that um it will require you to become uncomfortable it will require you to have um several frustrations on several takes trying to nail down a script but don't allow your frustration to you know rob you of your why there's a reason that you stepped into this arena you are good enough. You are talented. You just sometimes have to step away, breathe, come back to it, knock it out the park. Mm-hmm. Now, if your voice feels groggy, tired, or just you're feeling lethargic, what do you do about that? Well, sometimes you have to listen to your body. Uh, there are things that can affect your voice. Uh, you don't want to drink coffee before you do your, if you have morning uh, routine where you get up and you're going to get your voiceover work done or you're going to submit. I would suggest instead of drinking coffee, you know, honey, lemon, tea, uh, something that can actually coat your throat. Um, coffee cream can have an effect on your voice. If you are sick or if you're tired, all those things can can bleed over into your work. So it's no different than showing up on set when you step into a booth. Preferably, you got some rest, um, and you basically just have to do your warm ups and 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 get comfortable with your script and. Make sure your points of inflection and kill it. That's all you. Mm. I mean, that's that's. I mean, it's it's simply be getting comfortable with your script and being able to do justice by whatever production is looking for. There are certain and and don't hesitate to ask for additional direction if you want to make sure that you do it to their liking. Because ultimately. You want to exceed expectation, but you definitely want it to be up to their liking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And watch the dairy too. Any voice actors, watch the cheese, watch the yogurt, all that can affect the voice, right? Well, you know what? Everybody's different, but there are definitely, and I'm sure they could they could look that up on things that can avoid, uh, that can affect your voice when doing voiceover work. I'm probably not the expert, but I prefer to wake up and I wake up pretty early. I get up around five. And if I have anything that needs to be done, I prefer to do it uh, beginning of the day. Because one, uh, you want to get your work in as soon as possible. If you get a request to uh, submit, don't sit on it. Get it done. Get it in. Because you're not the only one trying to that, that's submitting for that gig. And sometimes you can wait too long. And even though they said it's going to be a, a cutoff date in three days, 
they might have just enough to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and close this casting. So whenever you get a request, uh, go ahead and get it done, get it in, move on to the next one. It's a, it's a numbers <laughs> game too. You know, uh, you, you have to submit heavily. You're going to hear no in this industry. You can't be uh, shy of the word no. You're, you're not going to get every gig. You're not going to get every project, every voiceover. And that's okay. That just means that you didn't fit what they were looking for. But there are things that you do fit. And the sooner you get your work in, the sooner you can be considered. Oh, Reddick, you just killed my vision. You're telling me I have to hear no? Well, that's what makes the yes that much sweeter. Because you will hear no in this industry. And, you know, um, it, it's like rainy days and sunny days. If it wasn't for the other, you wouldn't enjoy you know, rainy days are going to come. Storms are going to come. But hey, why do you think we enjoy the the, the the beautiful days so much? Because we can get enough of this yuck, nasty, overcast, cold. But it's necessary, and I think uh-huh. that, that that I think that applies to this um, to this to this as well in 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 life. Um, if if you're fearful of rejection of no, there are a lot of things you wouldn't do if you're allowing your fear to dictate uh, trying or going after anything. There are people who have ruled themselves out of dating because they're fearful of rejection or it not working. Well, you're never going to get there without trying. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn it. You just killed my dreams of being a voice actor. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I, I'm just preparing you. I'm preparing you. It's, it, I mean, you know what? My, when I first started acting immediately after my voice, my, my first workshop, weekend workshop for voice, I mean, for acting, um, right. I submitted for a, an independent film and went in, did my three takes of the character. And the lady literally told me, okay, thank you. Um, didn't see the character being um, comical, but, you know, uh, would you be interested in other opportunities that we may have coming up later, sooner, in the future? I'm like, uh, yeah, I thought she was being nice and giving me a nice way of saying, okay, thank you for trying, but uh, that's okay. Well, uh, about a week later, I got a phone call saying after they reviewed all of their their their, their auditions, mine stood up. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was lucky. But at the same time, a bit of that uh, was kind of, it's kind of funny. You, you go for your first audition, you actually get a lead. And then you you get a little, you're like, okay, I, I, I did that. I, great. Well, I had a season. You, you will have your seasons of uh, up and downs in this industry. But all, all that to say that, you're lucky to get any gig that you that you're able to land. That's great. And after a while, you get to a place where that you've done enough, you've done so much work that people have seen you. They've seen you in this, or they've seen you in that. They've seen you on Netflix. They've seen you on Amazon Prime, or they saw you on CBS. And they're getting ready to have a project, and you absolutely fit a character that they're looking to cast. So you know, you just keep doing it, and eventually, you do it long enough. You don't look, you, you, you'll, you'll always look for work, but then you'll look up once in a while and somebody's been looking for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I wanted you to explain to our listeners, because we're living in a very digital age now, and there's so many streaming options. And I even asked you about this while I was talking to you on the phone. Why isn't people caring that much about The Simpsons, Family Guy, all these animation shows? 
you're not hearing much buzz or much talk about anymore. Can you explain that to our listeners? Why? Because they used to be the big thing in the eight, late 80s. The Simpsons was big. 90s, The Simpsons. Early 2000s, The Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, etc. King of the Hill. Now, not so much talk about these animation shows. Well, you know, what's happened, and it's funny, you gave the timeline right up until the point of where the bottom fell out and every all these streaming platforms came out and variety and accessibility plays a huge part in that. When it was just mostly network television or cable, um, network TV still had a grasp on general public. You know, families were sitting down at the dinner table on Sunday and the Simpsons are, are on or... Uh, home funny home uh home, the funny home videos whatever was on that's what people were doing but now we have every kid every adult has a phone a device a computer a tv in their room um and there's so many streaming platforms that whatever you want to watch you can find on somebody's streaming platform uh you're watching a series now or you're you're binging this series or you're you're what you're you're so many options well, with so many options, it's not a huge concentration on this or that or that, because now it's literally whatever you want. And while you're looking for something you think you want, guess what? You usually find something else and say, oh, I'm going to check this out. Now you go down that rabbit hole and you're watching that. How many how many people are actually watching network TV now? There's not very much. Popular. Well, there's, I mean, I still watch... You know, there are certain things that I, I, I still watch. I still like my Law and Order and, and certain shows that I watch that, you know, yeah, great. And yes, of course, you can always go to a, a, a different platform and just, you know, get season one, season two or whatever. Um, so um, basically, I think the reason uh, certain shows are taking a hit from where they uh, previously had the higher standings in uh, viewership is because there are so many different avenues uh, uh, platforms that people can watch now so that concentration of viewer uh, of views are now scattered and it's whatever's popular if uh let's, let's just use my son as an example if one of his teammates or classmates raves about a show that comes on and, and they're the cool kid then everyone's gonna want to kind of check that show out and so they start liking it because this person likes it or that they have a, a, a you know certain characters that they like and now they follow um nickelodeon has these real sh like real characters and so what i actually see uh animation is i think always going to be a huge draw uh but i think it's more of the 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 sign of the times where that generationally certain generations grew up watching something and we get older and we still have the nostalgia of when the simpsons first came on and you go back and you look at how they the, the, just how much they 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 grew uh everything got better the, the the show grew but it's not necessarily something that you know my kid wants to watch because he considers that old school <laughs> <laughs> so people are not watching the simpsons no more and by the way the um producer of the simpsons says the simpsons will be around in 2025 fox has renewed them for two more seasons so and 2027 three years they'd be 40 and they're the longest running tv show in history yeah i don't i, I don't doubt that at all our generation uh people around our age are are still watching that show and do you have some kids my son's age who have 
um, started following and watching the show as well because, you know, it comes on at a time where that most families on Sunday are doing what? They're sitting around, they're watching TV, and it's prime time. It's a great time slot. But when you talk about other shows that might not necessarily come on during prime time animation, but The Simpsons are one of those shows that have been around, will be around, and will be syndicated for a long time. Um, I don't, I, I, he, I totally agree with that statement. I still watch The Simpsons, but after dinner, my son wants to go hop on his video game with his friends and play online. So it just depends on the, I think, I think we have to break that down into what population is watching what and people like you and i yeah we're still big fans of the simpsons yeah or you can watch it on netflix that would get the people <laughs> well it's yeah, not but, on netflix but well, if they move FX, it to netflix it's on, well yeah it's on fx and they have their they have their marathons um so no the simpsons are yeah that, that's a heavyweight animation uh animated show that's been around for years i remember when they first came on and before that the butterfinger commercials that they they started off doing before they became a show mm -hmm. and the 20th anniversary where they came out with the simpsons movie in 2007. yeah i uh, mm -hmm. see if i was to ever go on a game show and it was going to be a category on the simpsons i would definitely need to have you as my teammate because you know your history of the simpsons <laughs> well i only know by reading but i mean i don't watch it today but listeners just to set the record straight that show and family guy and american dad are still running strong and fox doesn't plan to cancel any of them and there's a new greek um animated series too so animation is still around but as for oh, the yeah. young people will they be watching no unless it moves to netflix or one of them you know streaming what? services you know <laughs> what i think i think it depends on the the people they have doing the voices because if you look at where it is today a lot of these shows these 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 newer shows they've tapped into pulling in the actors that are for that 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 generation and they're using a, a wide spectrum of well-known actors that you know they want to if they want a younger population they'll just go after a young actor that's popular and have them to voice the character and it works mm -hmm. all right the rhetoric edwards the rhetoric edwards Redick, the fourth them reddick the edwards <laughs> for the fourth family could we do an animation series about your family I don't think people would be that interested. It's not that it, it's not that exciting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, uh, there would definitely be an. It would be an interesting father and son concept with my with my son and I. Uh, we we always just have a good time together, no matter what we're doing. Uh, I try to make everything into an adventure. Um, memories are forever. Toys get old, and so I started being more about creating moments that would last, outlive me for him to have a wow. bus so uh, i think that would be a good concept um but eh, who knows all right well we can get a concept with you on the show and your son is going to remember when he hears your voice years and years years to come that you were on met radio in 2024 how about that hey i really want to say thank you for having me uh this has been amazing i want to thank you thank you uh thanks to toronto and uh I look forward to coming back and doing this again. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at reddick.edwardsiv, or you can catch me on Facebook, uh, Reddick Edwards IV. 
Okay, any final things you would love to tell the Met Radio listeners in Toronto in closing? Yes, uh, keep listening, keep following the show. Donovan, you're awesome. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to visiting and seeing your side of Canada, okay? Okay, we'll keep in touch. And thank you so much for coming on the show for the first time. He's on the show, listeners, so we'll have him back again. I appreciate it. Look forward to it. All right. For Matt Radio, 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank voice actor and actor. You can throw out your full name again. Reddick Edwards IV. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode. And thank you again, Reddick. Thank you. Take care.